0: I am your host Cole Dawson, and with me, as always, my hashtag team partner Ron Kilborn. Ronald, how the heck are you today, bud?
1: Oh, it's a beautiful week, Cole. Uh, and as we're recording this, this is uh, two weeks removed. But did you enjoy uh, halftime Sunday? Did you enjoy your grass ball game?
0: Uh, I I really really enjoyed the grass ball game. The uh, football game itself was uh, absolutely fantastic. Um. It's not often you get to have games where the best players actually take over games and dominate them and do what they're supposed to. Usually the Super Bowl comes down to some dude you've never heard of making a big, huge play. This time, no. It was the stars going, guess what? I'm going to be a fucking star right now, and I'm going to take over this game and dominate. But the halftime show was also fun uh, in that it was you know Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre and Eminem and uh, it's the first time a halftime show has been uh, hip ho- hip-hop slash rap. Um, you know, uh, I wasn't as thrilled with the halftime show as most people were because, I mean, while it's great that this was happening and it's something different, it's a new direction, it was uh, rap stars not being allowed to use half the lyrics of their songs and singing their, like, upmost hippie-top, like, mainstream hits uh if they would if they were able to be uncensored and dig into their catalog a little bit for some of the uh, you know more diehard fan favorite songs uh it would have been much more enjoyable and i think you know that group with that much talent you need more like a 90 minute show and not so much a, a, a 12 minute shot but uh for what it was it was very enjoyable and it, this was one of the few times i didn't just zone out during the halftime performance uh these are people that I actually like and are in my music repertoire believe it or not ladies and gentlemen. Um so I I quite enjoyed it and the Super Bowl was fantastic. So
1: Yeah, I I enjoyed it too. I had my version of a Super Bowl uh quite often. Um
0: <laughs> Yes, yes. How many Super Bowls did you have during the football game?
1: <laughs> probably probably as much grass in the bowls that I was involved with as uh as there was on the field. Um but yeah, no, I I actually did watch the Super Bowl too. My dad and my sister are very much into it, which is uh which is still weird to me as the years roll on. But hey, let's transition to something that I can actually talk about. How about that? We're here <laughs> and we're going to wrap up Heart Month with one of the most what if storylines in the history of ever. Cole. You got to watch WrestleMania nine live, correct?
0: Uh, I did. It was, I think Royal Rumble 93 was my very first pay-per-view I caught from start to finish. Uh, and then WrestleMania 9, I followed up. It was there as well. So, uh, yeah, this is right when I first got into professional wrestling. And I don't think I missed a pay-per-view from WrestleMania 9 up until maybe the mid-2000-aughts. When, you know... WWE stopped interesting me. <laughs> happens, happens. But yeah. were
1: you of the age for the finish of WrestleMania Nine to be confusing?
0: Uh, it didn't confuse me one bit. Neither uh, the, because not me either.
1: In fact, I was yeah. like, I was like,
0: yay! <laughs> yeah, exactly. I wasn't confused. I was mad that the evil foreign guy won, and uh, I was super happy that the All American Hero came out to save the day. Like, I wasn't disappointed in the in the least. Because, you know, I wasn't a 16-year-old smart mark asshole reading dirt sheets. I was just a kid who loved wrestling, and I enjoyed the ride they took me on that night. Um, Looking back at WrestleMania 9 at this point, it was kind of a bit of a stinker, I'm not going to lie. You know, um, I mean, outside of Bret and Yoko, like, is there a best match of WrestleMania 9? Like, I mean, there is by default, but, like, is there? (laughs) I mean... the to no? Tonka and Sean, maybe? Maybe, yeah. I mean, <laughs> With you know. the count-out finish to start the pay-per-view? <laughs> uh,
1: under, Undertaker had a match?
0: He, that, well, I mean, if you <laughs> could call it that.
1: <laughs> uh, well, I asked that because it's important because, like you said, when we watched it, we're seeing something awesome happen. You know, it was a happy ending for everyone. But, you know, as we grow up and as we become, you know, the 16-year-old smart marks, we look back and go, oh, well, that kind of sucks. And then there's and there's been documentaries made and written at nauseam about it. And what we're saying is is that the finish of the match got kind of wonky towards the end, the day of, and Hulk Hogan just kind of came in and took the title uh, <laughs> for a uh, for a tour, for on paper a tour that he never defended the title on, and uh, it was just kind of uh, another situation where Bret got the short end of the stick, uh, and then it just kind of, you know. 93 was 93, it was what it was, Yokozuna held that title, uh, got it back from uh, Hulk Hogan at King of the Ring, held on to it all the way to Mania, and had that really, you know, cool moment at WrestleMania, but it was still a confusing way to get there. And for my money, as Bret Hart fans, and as wrestling fans, I think the way to go is for some way to get Bret Hart and Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania 10. And this theme of Take It Up With Creative is Bret Hart versus the immortal Hulk Hogan, at Madison Square Garden, at WrestleMania 10, and we're going to see how we get there. Cole. I'm very excited for this one. This is one of those fantasy matches that I thought we, you know, we never got, and if we ever got it after this, I I feel it was too late. I think this is when Well,
0: and the the one time we did get Brett Bret versus Hogan, it was kind of a throwaway, yes, you know, last minute thing on on crash tv on in wcw trash and really it was just to set up something else for uh, hogan yeah. it wasn't really a brett versus hogan match so we never really got this match not at all um, so um before we get into it let me let me recap what happened and then just because this one needs a little more backstory to 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 get where i'm going yes so as we've discussed Uh, WrestleMania 9, Bret Hart is the world heavyweight champion, the WWF champion. Uh, Mr. Fuji, or the main event, this was, 93 was a big year because it was the first year they decided the Royal Rumble winner would be getting the title match at WrestleMania. So, Yokozuna won the 1993 Royal Rumble. He received the title match. Uh, They closed the show at WrestleMania 9. Mr. Fuji gets the handful of salt, throws it in Bret Hart's eyes. Uh, after Brett somehow managed to slap the sharpshooter on Yokozuna's gigantic fucking legs, uh, which in itself is impressive. Um, And so uh, Yoko gets one over on Brett. He wins the match. Hogan comes out to protest and tell the ref what happened and try to save the day. Um, And and, uh, Mr. Fuji gets on the mic and challenges Hogan to a match right now. Right fucking now. Let's have a match, Hogan. He'll crush you too and brett encourages hogan so he goes into the ring to take the match and uh he beats yoko in about 73 seconds and uh you know big boot drops the legs one two three new champion we ended for the ninth wrestlemania in a row we ended with the babyface winning and uh really probably for the ninth time in a row we ended with hogan you know other than ultimate warrior beating hogan this was like Hogan celebrating at the end of WrestleMania. That's the first nine WrestleManias in a nutshell, ladies and gentlemen. Hogan must pose at the end of WrestleMania. Oh, uh,
1: Hogan Hogan knew how to make WrestleMania 6 about him at the end too. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he did a damn good job. Yes.
0: It was nice. So that's where that's where we're at. Um after this, you know, Hogan and Yoko had a uh, rematch at King of the Ring. Where Yokozuna won with help from a nasty, evil cameraman, exploding, uh, you know, a fireball in Hogan's face, and Hogan was never to return or be seen again until many, many, many years later in the WWF. Um, and Bret went on to be, you know, become the King of the Ring and this and that. Um, I th- I really think that Bret needed this year to build. To being the champion, I, I, I feel like he was just kind of thrust into a position out of nowhere, um, out of necessity, really, because I think I, as, as I if my memory is working right now, Ric Flair won. Ric Flair was not a huge drawing champion for the WWF uh, and he was having some injury trouble, so they had to get a new champion. Meanwhile, Piper and Hogan and Rick Rude and everyone that was a big star in the company had moved on by this point. So they decided. Uh, it's uh, if you if Bruce Prichard is to be is to be believed, it came down to Tito Santana or making a new star, and they chose Bret Hart, which I think, in hindsight, was a good choice. Um, but Bret Hart didn't really get that big build up. He never really got that big monster push to be elevated to the main event, um, which is why they followed up with the fighting champion gimmick, which we've talked about in the previous weeks, and so. Brett wasn't really a smash hit as the champion. And this led to the first time in a really ever in the WWF where there was a long term heel champion, you know, for more than a couple of weeks, really just to be a transitional champion. Um, And so we built up the whole year, but like Hogan didn't really make anyone in this. Um, he left, he was gone. And uh, according to Brett, the plan was for Bret and Hogan to wrestle at SummerSlam that year. They even did promotional photos, and then, uh, it, as depending on who you ask, uh, Hogan pulled the rug out from under that because he didn't think Bret was a big enough star, and so he lost it to Yoko and then went off on his way without making a new big champion. So today, we're going to right that wrong and make Bret Hart a top guy using Hulk Hogan. Maybe... Oh. So we'll see what happens here. Um, I have three full pages of notes on this. I really have kind of detailed this throughout the all, entire year of 1993. Um, so it's up to you whether you want to go first or you want to let me ramble on for another 45 minutes. <laughs>
1: well, no, for, in, in, for the sake of, you know, repetitions, I think I'll go first this time. Uh, and all then right. and then I'll take the rest of the show off listening to uh, your idea. <laughs> but uh, I am very excited about this. I did not phone this one in at all. Uh, but here's what I would do. Bret Hart versus Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania 10. This is how I'm going to get there, and I'm already spoiling it now. That is where we're going for me, because I think if the stars aligned perfectly in the wrestling universe, WrestleMania 10 would have headlined with this match. I wholeheartedly believe so otherwise we wouldn't get the weird storyline we got that day so my day my storyline starts at the USS Intrepid do you remember that Cole? do you remember yes, sir. do you remember the or the final arrival of the alex express the Le, the lex express and he comes and body slams yokozuna it was a uh, it was i thought it was one of one of that was one of my favorite things to watch and it's one of my favorite stories to hear about because they all Everybody that talks about that day always talks about Yokozuna suffering all day because he was barefoot, (laughs) and it was over 100 degrees, and it was a long-ass day. Well, anyway, Lex Luger arrives in the Lex Express. The bus pulls up. Well, the the, uh, bus pulls up. The the helicopter lands.
0: Yes, the helicopter shows up.
1: The helicopter shows up, and he comes out. He's got that red, white, and blue on. He enters the ring, but all of a sudden... Hulk Hogan comes out of nowhere, skydiving from the sky. <laughs> and then proceeds to blow up the helicopter that Lex Luger arrived in. You can hear the gunshots. You can hear the kids. It's pandemonium. So Hulk Hogan lands perfectly, perfectly in the ring from his parachute. And then... Proceeds to proceeds <laughs> and he mur- to murder. Yes, he murdered Lex Luger. <laughs> no, he didn't murder Lex Luger. He he blew up his helicopter. Just completely, <laughs> just completely fucking shit canned the whole thing. Hold on. So Hogan, Hogan's just skydiving in with the fucking like bazooka. Yes, <laughs> yes, it's fantastic. What an entrance! <laughs>
0: God damn it, Ron. Okay.
1: <laughs> so clearly you're invested. Yep. Okay.
0: 100%.
1: <laughs> so Hogan's in the ring. Lex Luger's obviously, obviously questioning. What the hell, man? And and then Hogan, just without hesitation, just you know challenges Yokozuna right then and there, has paperwork from Jack Tunney signed and stamped and says, screw this body slam challenge. It's a title match. Hulk Hogan versus Yokozuna right here on the USS Intrepid. Oh, and it happens just... and it happens and it's even Ugh. shorter than WrestleMania 9 and,
0: and he just shits all over Lex Luger's babyface turn to <laughs> yes
1: yes big old build up the Lex Express week after week after week
0: <coughs> just for well, his... I mean okay hold on i'm going to gregory iron you right now <laughs> uh this was lex luger's debut as a babyface like the the lex express and all that happened after this so like This is literally the first time we're seeing Lex Luger as not the narcissist on this. And he's getting his helicopter blown up. Oh, oh,
1: Oh, this is even better. Like just completely (laughs) destroys the Lex express before it even goes off before it even happens. Oh, that's, this
0: is, this is actually way better because we're, yes, he just buries Lex Luger's baby face turd. Like, fuck him.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just completely. Oh no, this is the, the, this is your attempt to copy the Hulkster, because it really was, if you look at it.
0: Oh, yes, 100%.
1: Yeah, so let's just bring back the regular red, white, and blue guy. Let's shit can this guy. But hey, you know, Lex Luger has a gripe. You know, the the company's about to invest a bunch of money in him. Hulk Hogan just beat Yokozuna. So what I think is that we have the match of matches right then and there. It's going to be a patriotic massacre we're going to have Lex Luger versus the Immortal Hulk Hogan at SummerSlam 1993 ladies and gentlemen. Oh, nice. Get the barbecue out. Body guy on um, body guy and it's babyface versus babyface cuz Hogan's, you know, it for at for people at home, we're just kind of like, "Yay, Hulk Hogan." We don't know. We don't okay. know that Hogan's probably so, fucking fucking shit around in the back.
0: <laughs> so for so for clarification, does Luger actually get the body slam and the pop and then Hogan shows up?
1: No. Oh god. No, no, no. Oh. Lex just gets in the ring.
0: <laughs> That's it. And Hogan's like, hold my beer. I yeah, yeah. this, bro.
1: Yeah, yeah. We're going to cancel the Body Slam Challenge. We're going to go straight to me just taking the title. How about that? So we have the match at SummerSlam. But it's a fucked finish, just like the match with him and Yoko. So, you know, no title changes hands. No dastardly stuff happens. And... Then we get the survivor series and we have the big you know usa team versus the foreigners and whatnot and we're going to get rid of that abortion of an undertaker with the american flag in the jacket and we're just going to throw hulk hogan in there because obviously he's got to be on that team so hulk hogan tries to reason with lex lurgan but hey look we're all americans we got to team up to take on these dastardly foes you know let's just let's just you know go for it and this is where i would turn the hulkster heel officially Just have him do the whole gimmick with, like, reaching out for the tag and then just jumping off the apron, leaving Lex Luger high and dry. He's like, you want to be the Hulkster, then be the Hulkster. I can take these guys out myself. But he gets fucked over and gets quadruple teamed or however many teamed and loses the match. And Hulk Hogan, you know, next night cuts a scathing promo and gets, gets a little shooty, talks about Lex Luger was nothing more than just number two to him, and he's just trying to they're just trying to build another hulk hogan and blah 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 and we go that route with hulk hogan not so much black and white hollywood hogan but like red and yellow but like pompous and arrogant and i'm the real basically kurt angle before he was kurt angle (laughs) yes and like we go that route with Hogan. Movie star, fucking all-American, rub it in your face. I'm a better I'm a better American than all of you. That's the that's <laughs> yes. that's where we're yes. going with this. I'm a, definitely a better American than Lex Luger and we carry this program all the way to Royal Rumble. R- Lex Luger gets another rematch, but this is where we finally say goodbye to Lex Luger and heel Hulk Hogan just wins. He he can cheat, however the fuck he wants to do it, but he's going to win. The Royal Rumble that night, and mind you, in the background, we've been building the Hart brothers. Will they, won't they break up? There's tension between the Owen Hart and Bret Hart. That's that's where we're building at Survivor Series. That's when they had the argument. Owen Hart lost, blah 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 blah. blah.
0: So, you're 1993 up to this point, you're leaving Brett the same.
1: Brett the same. He wins yeah, King if you of the Ring,
0: Lawler, King of the Ring. Yes, all that. okay, yeah. He,
1: he can keep his match with Doink on that, on that <laughs> SummerSlam, whatever. Yes, uh, so. Survivor Series happens, he has the match with the Knights. Royal Rumble, that tag match does not happen. My pitch is that Owen Hart's been wanting a match with Bret Hart just to finally get out of the shadow because that's the storyline. He just wants a match. There's no official heel turn yet. He just really wants to be noticed on the same level as his brother. And Bret Hart, much like in real life, does not want to fight his brother. He will not, one solitary second, get in the ring with his brother until they hope hey, happen to both be in the Royal Rumble and they have to wrestle because one of them has to win, and I think the double elimination should happen between the two brothers. Jack Tunney can't decide a winner. So, Hulk Hogan, the heel that he is, proposes an idea that the two brothers must, must face each other at WrestleMania in order to face me the very same evening. So, in storyline, we don't get a heel-turn-Owen just yet, and we don't get Brett agreeing to fight his brother in a match just yet, we have the dastardly heel patriotic champion Hulk Hogan forcing these two guys to fight each other in the opening match at WrestleMania to see who gets a shot at Hulk Hogan that night. He wants, because he wants to be the freshest one. That's a total heel move. And right away, this storyline is way less confusing than just throwing Yoko in a match for no reason against Lex Luger, <laughs> And then and then Owen Hart <laughs> and Bret Hart in their own match. And then, oh... Bret Hart still wrestles Yoko even though he loses the match against Owen for some reason. I just, you know, WrestleMania 10 was cool, but like, if you wrote that story on paper, just so much confusion. Anyway, so we have the match with Owen Hart and Bret Hart opening the match at WrestleMania. And hey, this might be a hot take, but the only switch I have here is that Bret's going to have to win to go on to face Hulk Hogan. Just have that nice big build up, you know, year from one year to the next, you know, Bret Overcomes so much, even has to go as far as to wrestle his brother unwillingly. Um, you know, Owen gets the nod because he hung with his brother, which is the thing he was trying to prove to begin with. Uh, Owen's still a babyface. They even shake hands in the ring, blah, 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 blah. I'll go as far as to say, after we have the match between Brett and Hogan, which is, you know, as good as a match as you're going to get out of them, I th- I think, man, both of them in this year would have been fantastic. Especially if Hogan is doing the heat and Brett is fighting from underneath and then just, you know, fuck it. No sharpshooter. If he just rolls him up, you know, but uh, a a view of Hogan, like, giving up to the sharpshooter would just be, it'd be one of those paintings from a WrestleMania. Like, you can have that clip art just on the wall. But fuck it. That's how I'm going to end it. He fucking gives up to the sharpshooter and goes on his merry way to WCW. And Owen even comes out and celebrates with them in, in the ring and whatnot. And I can't decide whether or not Owen does the heel turn right then and there before they go off the air at WrestleMania or the next night on Raw. Uh one uh, uh, WrestleMania doing that at the end of WrestleMania would be a, a hell of a cliffhanger, but I think it would kind of sour the fact that Hulk Hogan is leaving. And I don't I don't want to hotshot a heel turn over the fact that Hulk Hogan is taken as what may be his last walk up a ramp as we're anointing Bret Hart. So I think for television purposes and dragging things out, I think I would save the heel turn for like during a live celebration on Raw the next day and Owen kicks the leg out from under him and then we go yes. then we go as planned. We can ride this all the way up to a cage match at SummerSlam ninety four,
0: which is way yeah, I, which is where we went. Yeah, I think for sure I, I so a couple things I, I really love about what you're doing here. One, uh, you did something I did not do, which is save the Brett versus Owen WrestleMania 10 match. Oh, I'm losing that in my world. Um, but uh, <clears throat> all, I, I love that it builds up to Brett just flat out beating Hogan, becoming the new anointed one at WrestleMania. And the good thing is Hogan can take a break after that, and 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 if we did have the heel turn, he can come back down the road, um, and and redeem himself in the eyes of the fans for one last run as a babyface maybe before he parts ways. Well, um, which shit, is great. Well, shit.
1: I mean, you you just did it. You just did it right there. He can come back. You know, he's got unfinished business with Yoko.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So uh, I I I took a different route than you did, but I I. I I like that. Not only did you set up for this match, and we got the heel turn with Hogan. We got we uh, dealt with Lex Luger. <laughs> so, oh, let's be honest. How yeah,
1: yeah. how how over is Lex Luger after this? <laughs> <laughs> as over
0: as he was in real life after all of the things happened in '93. Oh yes. <laughs> so <laughs> I just I also love that. I just love the visual of Hogan skydiving. On a, you know parasailing in with the fucking bazooka. Yes. <laughs> All right, that it definitely gives us a good starting off point. Uh, so my my what if? Um, so I keep at WrestleMania nine. I'm going to go ahead and keep the same finish, right? Um, but uh, the the first RAW, the first RAW after, uh, I'm going to have you know the Hogan kind of celebration thing. Uh, new champion, We somebody's finally beat Yokozuna, and I'm going to have Brett come out and face off with him. And he's just going to be like, you know, he'll go, I got one thing to say to you, Holt. <clears throat> Thank you for trying to do the right thing. You know, some people and we're, we're going to get a little bit on a shoot here. Uh, we're going to just put the idea out there, float it out there, but Brett's not, not turning heel by any means. He's just going to take a little shot here. Uh, He's like, you know, some people might be mad that you took advantage and say you took advantage of a situation. You know, you found yourself in an impromptu title match. Um, But I know you're an honorable man, and uh, I just want to ask you. I just want to ask you for a title shot. That's all I want. Uh, You know, you saw what happened. I should still be the champion. Um, Just give me a shot. And at that moment... Yokozuna's music, Mr. Fuji going to come down, and Mr. Fuji is going to announce Jim Cornette right from the get-go. Corny's going to come down and give us the old, oh, you know, I've been asked to be the motherfucking American spokesperson for Yokozuna, motherfuckers. And uh, he's going to get on there and go on and say, hey, you know what? That's great, Brett. I understand, you you know, usually when the champion loses the title, they've got that rematch clause but uh, Yokozuna's not the champion anymore, bro. So you are you go to the back of the line. Jim Cornette saying, bro, there you go. That, that <laughs> or motherfucker
1: oh, yeah, he, on TV.
0: Yeah, I know. It's like, hey, no, Brett, you go to the back of the line. You're not in line for a title. Yokozuna was the champ. He just lost a title. He's the first one in line. He has the rematch clause. My guy, I'm his manager now. He has the rematch clause. So <clears throat> they're going to set up for... King of the ring. We got a new pay-per-view coming up. King of the ring. Yokozuna has his rematch clause. So he's going to get in there. And uh, Hogan, though, is going to kind of go to Brett. He's like, hey, man, you know, I had your back at WrestleMania. I tried to. I really did. I was just trying to do the right thing, you know, and, and I ended up in this situation. And, you know, you told me to go for it, so I went for it. But I just want to know, like, you know, we got, you know, Yoko's got Mr. Fuji, and he's got Jim Cornette. Now with Jim Cornette, like, you know, Jimmy Hart could take care of Mr. Fuji. But now that Corny's out there, I got that wild card. I might, I, I you know, I, I'd i feel better if I knew I had someone watching my back. And Brett goes, you know what, Hulkster? I got you, brother. I'll watch your back. But after, you know, you get done with Yokozuna, I get that first shot. You know, I want that title match. And Hogan agrees and we're good to go. <clears throat> Hogan says, all right, Brett, I got you. SummerSlam, it's going to be Bret Hart versus Hulk Hogan so we get to the match Uh, of course you know same stuff Fuji tries to get involved he tries to get out the salt Jimmy Hart takes care of Fuji knocks him down off the ring and they start going at it so the referee goes to try to break up the fight that's going on on the outside which opens the door for Corny and his racket to slide up from behind Hogan and here he goes he's getting the racket ready to go and here comes running down Bret Hart and he goes in Pops Corny real good <clears throat> Corny goes down Brett goes out after him But Nobody Knew That there was a Cameraman Mixed in with all the Japanese We're still getting the cameramanic fly ex- Exploding Fireball explosion Ladies and gentlemen But We're not gonna just get a Meaningless explosion With no payoff Because why the fuck Would we do that But the guy holding that camera Ted DiBiase Ooh. Because now that Now that Jim Cornette Is involved he has struck up a deal with the Million Dollar Corporation that Ted DiBiase is trying to get off the ground at this time. And so he's joined forces with Ted DiBiase and IRS and Bam Bam Bigelow, and they're ready to go. So now Yoko's got some backup. He's got some firepower. We've got all these dastardly guys together. Hogan's face gets burned up, of course. Um, <clears throat> but still, same night. Everything about Bret Hart's King of the Ring stays exactly the same. You know, injures his hand in the first round, but is still there to save the Hulkster, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, But Brett may, you know, at the end of the night, you know, Hogan just got his face burned off. Jerry Lawler still does the attack on Bret Hart. And we still go off the air. Hogan doesn't come to make the save. He doesn't return the favor. He's not there to help
1: Brett.
0: So, the following weeks, still no Hogan. Um... And Brett's distracted with Waller now. He's got that feud going. We still got Yoko as the champion, so he can keep doing what he's doing. Uh, We can move on to Lex Luger now. We can bring him in, and he can can finally do that babyface turn and keep going, keep building up to SummerSlam, where we have Yoko and we got Lex Luger. But remember, we got Cornette involved, and he struck up a deal with Ted DiBiase. So we got Lex... You know, kind of just palling around, being friends with Owen and Brett, because at this point, Brett and Owen are good together. Um, you know, Owen, I got, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw in the bonus where Owen's kind of helping Brett because Lawler's always got someone there, just you know, trying. He's got the thing with Doink, he's got Hakushi. he's got Isaac Yankum. he's always got something to throw at Brett Hart to uh, try to skew the odds. But we got Owen helping out with that a little bit, so we're gonna get, <clears throat> we're gonna get involved at SummerSlam now. It, we're, we're going to have a, a way bigger fucked up finish right here now at SummerSlam. A lot more clusterfucked, but instead of just Corny and Mr. Fuji being there and having this bullshit countout finish, uh, we got the corporation involved. And so when the corporation gets involved, here comes Brett and Owen to try to help out and save the day. Well, here comes Lawler to help save the day, and the odds are just too, bi- too great. Uh, someone... Uh, let's go with Ted DiBiase here in the briefcase. Let's let's the we got the briefcase here. Corny gets another, takes another great bump for Brett. We're just gonna have Brett beating the shit out of Corny a lot. That's what's gonna be happening over in 1993, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but uh, so <clears throat> we hit the briefcase, boom, leg drop by Yoko, one, two, three, Yoko's still the champion. Following weeks, uh, Brett and Luger are gonna be out in the ring and they're gonna be cutting promos. They're going to be pleading with Hogan to make his return. He needs to restore odor. order to yeah, restore <laughs> order, um, you know. And so because we've got this just this gaggle of bad guys, we got Lawler and we've got Ted DiBiase and Bam Bam Bigelow and Yokozuna. And they're just run, wreaking havoc all over everything they've they, you know. Hogan was the guy that kept all these monsters at bay for all these years, and now the monsters have taken over WWF. And nothing can stop them. So <clears throat> this continues building to Survivor Series. But Hogan never never answers the call. He never shows up. So we've got Brett and Owen and Luger, Then they're going to be going up against Yokozuna, Ted DiBiase, Jerry Lawler and Bam Bam Bigelow. Now let's just wrap our heads around that main event. Uh that's the kind of thing that could revitalize Survivor Series. And and let's be real, this was about the point where Survivor Series started becoming kind of a throwaway pay-per-view. Let's just be honest. You know, in the mid 90s, it, it started getting worse So they recruit the macho man Randy Savage to be in their partner. So now we've got our four and four match. Uh we're gonna go out there early in the match. You know, Brett. Get, finally gets his hands on Lawler, and he's beating him Pillar to post, and Lawler just takes off, just just takes a powder, takes the count out. Uh, and then Teddy DiBiase intentionally gets disqualified, hitting Lex Luger with the briefcase in the middle of the ring, <coughs> which gives Yoko an easy pin on, on uh, Lex Luger. So really, Lex Luger's been beat twice now, but we haven't completely buried him. Uh, because the odds are always piled against him. So I, not only are we getting Brett over, I think we're actually getting Lex over at this point too um, because, you know, he he should have beat Yoko, but he couldn't quite get there. The odds were against him. Here he is. He's getting eliminated in the Survivor Series, but it's because, you know, they, they, they're cheating. They're doing all this nonsense. Um, it's going to come down to Brett versus Yoko and Bam Bam at some point. And they're still going to be doing the cheating. They're going to be doing all this stuff. And somehow, Yoko and Bam Bam end up d- beating Brett. So, if, if you're following along here, ladies and gentlemen, this is like the fourth pay-per-view in a row, or this is the third pay-per-view in a row in 1993, where we're ending with heels on top. We're ending with heat. We're getting away from the typical WWF way of doing things where the baby faces go off the air, celebrating, Hogan must pose, all that good stuff. And so, but after the match, it's not good enough that they just beat Brett. They pinned him. Now they're trying to hurt him. And so Savage and Owen and, and Lex come out. But the odds, it's just, it's unfair advantage. They're 6-1. Ludwig Borga has joined now. He's taken out Lex Luger. All this stuff's going on. And so finally, finally, the music hits. And here comes Hulk Hogan. And he just clears the aisle way. Bumps Bumps Corey. Bumps Fuji, beats up losing Borga, Teddy Biase, gets in the ring. He takes out Bam Bam. He takes out Yokozuna. And uh, Hogan goes off the air celebrating with Savage and Brett and Owen and Lex Luger. And now we have these, we finally have these baby faces that can stand up to them, um, which is going to lead us. That feud's going to keep continuing. It's going to lead us to the Royal Rumble. Um, <clears throat> Brett and Hogan have embraced. They're good friends now. And But at this point, now we have the King of the Ring and Bret Hart. We've got Hogan, who still has his rematch clause and everything. There's a little bit of an argument over who's going to be taking on Yokozuna at the Royal Rumble. And Hogan pulls his trump card once again. Well, he's like, well, brother, I've got, you know, I've got the rematch clause. I'm taking my rematch at Royal Rumble. But here's the thing, Brett. You know, you'll have my back at Royal Rumble. Make sure it's a fair fight. I'll have your back in the Royal Rumble. So when you win the Royal Rumble, WrestleMania 10, Madison Square Garden, it's going to be the two best wrestlers on this planet. Hulkamania versus Bret the Hitman Hart, WrestleMania 10. That's what we're going to do. And so, time for Royal Rumble rolls around. Uh... The, the, the chaos, the interference is so much, Hogan asks for it to be a cage match at the Royal Rumble. And Corny goes, sure, motherfucker, but if you want that, you're going to have to be Bam Bam Bigelow first, bitch. And so <laughs> Hogan's going to be taking on Bam Bam Bigelow on Monday Night Raw, you know, leading up to the Royal Rumble. And again, you know, IRS, Ted DiBiase, everyone's involved, Lawler's involved. But Hogan's there. Luger's there. Savage is there. They all have Hogan's back. They they beat off all the bad guys. Ah, phrasing. <laughs> and uh, Hogan wins his match against Bam Bam. And so he gets his cage match at, at at Royal Rumble. And here we go again. Royal Rumble. We got the match. We got Hogan versus Yokozuna for the title. Everyone in their mothers, again, going to be trying to get in the ring. You know, Helen Hart's going to be there trying to get in the ring. Uh, but so, again, Brett's going to be there like he always, like he's promised Hogan. Every step of the way, he's going to have his back. And and so Hogan finally does it. We finally vanquish Yokozuna. The evil, dastardly bad guy champion is defeated. Hogan is the champion. So, yeah, Hogan becomes six-time champion. So in the rumble match itself, it comes down to Brett, Owen, Luger, Bam Bam Bigelow, Jerry Lawler. And Ludwig Borga, right? The newest member, just that, that guy that's there. Because Yoko's not in the Rumble. He already had a match. He had that big cage match. Mm,
1: Ludwig. I did not see that coming.
0: Yeah, Ludwig Borga, Final six, Royal Rumble,
1: 1994.
0: Nazi? So, <laughs> so uh, you know, Corny and the IRS are going to be up to their old tricks. They get Owen Hart out of there. Uh, Luger is going to get a nice elimination of Ludwig Borga, but he's going to pull the old, ah, fuck you. I don't care if I'm eliminated. I'm still doing my job because I'm getting paid. He gets back in the ring, eliminates Luger. They fight off. So it comes down to Brett again with the odds against him. We got Bam Bam Bigelow and Jerry Lawler just putting the boots to Brett. And uh, Corny's going to get in there. Lawler's going to be holding him. Corny's going for the racket spot. Brett ducks. He hits Lawler with the racket. Brett pops. Corny throws him out of the ring, gets the racket, hits Bam Bam with it, throws Bam Bam over the top rope, picks up Jerry Lawler, shit cans Lawler, and Bret Hart wins outright the 1994 Royal Rumble. But there was no Hogan. Hogan never came to help. He never saved Bret. He never, he didn't hold up his end of the bargain. He never wanted it to happen. Yes. So going forward, leading up to WrestleMania, they're going to have some promos and Brett's going to call him out. And I was like, oh, brother, I hurt my knee in the cage match. You know, I jumped down off the cage one of the times and I really hurt my knee. Brett's going to remind him. He's like, hey, man, I had a broken hand at the king of the ring and I still showed up for you. I'm a man of my word. And Hogan said, I'm, you know, I'm really sorry, Brett. I, I-, I assure you, this will never happen again. But for right now, it's you and me at WrestleMania. Madison Square Garden, WrestleMania 10, the 10th. Anniversary of WrestleMania, and uh, it's you and me, brother. So I got your back. But after Mania, after Mania, then then we can go back to being pals. But for now, we got to get ready. And so we get the training videos of Hogan. We get Bret training in the dungeon. I think it'd be great buildup. So here we are, WrestleMania 10, the day of the match. They're having a great match because it's Brett and Hogan, and let's be, it would be a fantastic match. You know, it's a babyface match. Um, but at some point towards the end of this match, there's going to be a ref bump.
1: Ugh. Refs getting
0: knocked out somewhere along the way, which of course leads to Jerry Lawler and Ted DiBiase making their way down to the ring with Jim Cornette and, uh, Brett and Hogan stand up. They get back to back and the guys, the, you know, Lawler and, and, <clears throat> and Ted jump in. Brett goes right for Lawler. Uh, Ted's got the big briefcase over his head. He's ready to wallop Hogan with him. And they both stop and smile. Ted DiBiase hands the briefcase over to Hogan. He bashes Brett over the fucking head. Uh, They get the ref up, throw him in the ring. Hogan drops the leg. One, two, three, in the middle of the ring, WrestleMania 10, Hogan turns to a dastardly heel, hugs Corny, hugs Ted DiBiase, hugs Lawler. They're celebrating in the middle of the ring a Madison Square Garden, The knowing full well that it's a New York crowd that wants Brett. The fans are throwing shit in the ring. They're pissed. And, uh, now we've got the whole world in our hands. The fans, I think at this point now, um, don't just love Brett. They are fully supporting him going forward. And we've got the King of the Ring. We've got SummerSlam. Um, for Hogan to finally drop that belt to, to Brett down the line. And now we've really created Brett as a star. Uh, I think we also elevated Owen over the last year, uh, having him be involved with this. And we didn't bury the fuck out of Lex Luger. So <laughs> I think now we have some options. We got baby faces. We got a whole stable full of top heels because now that Hogan's a heel, you know, Ted is on the end of it, but we've got the Million Dollar Corporation. You know, if we've got Hogan with Yoko and Bam Bam and Jerry Lawler at his side. Now, I realize in reality, right around SummerSlam, or Survivor Series time, there was some shit that happened with Jerry Lawler that made it difficult for him to be around for a few months. But he came back, so whatever. So we'll just pretend that didn't happen. And so now I think what we've finally done because I, I think the reason that Brett didn't quite get over as much as he could have was just frankly because the cupboards were bare. Who the hell was Brett going to wrestle? You know, No one made Brett a star. And then after he won the title, there wasn't anyone for him to work with. And so now we used Hulk Hogan, the biggest star in the history of the business. We turned him heel. So the fans were tired of him. Now he's got the heel heat. We know how that works. We know how that worked with the NWO. Hogan turning heel was money. So I think Bret feuding with Hogan, with Bret coming out on top of it after all that buildup to WrestleMania 10, makes Bret a real box office star, not just, a, a, you know, a, a wrestler, wrestling fans, you know, the, the real wrestling fans that love Bret Hart. I think that would have got him over with the casual fans and the younger crowd. And even I think that teenage crowd would have stuck in there for all that heel turn. And, uh, you know, we'd got more Jerry Lawler being Jerry Lawler and Cornette being more in the main event picture, talk and dealing with Hogan, all those guys rubbing up against Hogan for the year when he turns heel. I think we, we actually ignite the whole company and, uh, we don't have to, you know, take the water coolers out of, uh, the <laughs> WWE towers at that point. So that's my pitch, Ronald.
1: That's uh, fantastic. And, uh, you know, I, I have some thoughts. I was going to let you keep going, and then I have my thoughts afterwards instead of rudely interrupting you like you do to me. Uh, kidding. I think my only Gregory Iron note, I think that's just going to be a thing from now on, just the nitpick thing, uh, the Million Dollar Corporation didn't really get fully formed until mid-94, but that's something that I'm not going to be anal about because at, at, at the at the face of it, they're, they're background noise. Well yeah,
0: yeah. I, I know that it didn't really get into full gear until ninety-four. Um, but you know.
1: like August of ninety four. Like the first members were IRS and Bam Bam, and they didn't get formed until like summer of ninety-four. But who cares? That that's that's beside the point. Because Bam Bam and IRS were still doing shit and they could be their heels. You know, like Royal Rumble ninety four where all the heels for no reason at all just beat the shit out of the Undertaker and murdered him. that, that that's that could be that could be what this is. And uh, what I love about it is that I feel like your entire story was written by Dusty Rhodes because there's so (laughs) many clusterfucked finishes all the way up until that point, which is fantastic because I feel like that was like the theme of the mid-90s. But uh, yeah, I like it a lot. It's very risky to just scrap the Owen Brett feud for me. Well,
0: no, but that's that's the thing. We still have that in our back pocket for down the road. It's just maybe delayed uh, a little while. Yeah, you know? yeah I
1: think but, I, I think what I like the most about yours is that you know where I I ended a story and uh, and left it open for the brothers to continue theirs as if nothing ever happened and Hogan yeah. goes on his merry way. you left it up to where there could be damn well uh, a full year program between Brett and Hogan. Uh, yeah, they
0: they could have the uh, a rematch at eleven at this point.
1: Oh, and that's um, that sh- that would be incredibly needed. All things considering, I love Lt and Bam Bam.
0: <laughs> yes,
1: and the whole year can be just heart chasing that rematch that he that he never you know got, rightfully so. I do love the visual of Cornette, DiBiase, and Hogan together because it's like such blasphemy. You know, if if you if yes. you're not if you're not gonna do the NWO angle and you're gonna and you're gonna do the heel turn within the the company of World Wrestling Federation, those would be the two guys you would have to align them with them or Bobby Heenan. Um,
0: oh for sure, but I at that point I don't think Heenan was. I mean, well we know Heenan was not managing at that point. That's why right. the Ric Flair thing kind of bombed because Bobby Heenan wasn't more involved in in the Ric Flair thing. I think. If Bobby Heenan was still able to be a full-time manager uh, when they brought in Flair, I think Flair would have got over more to a higher degree. Um, but you well, know, injuries well, sir, happen.
1: Well, sir, we got to figure out a way to merge these two together or go with one or the other, because uh, we got some good shit going here. So, with your story, we're definitely the the ending of having it open and the heel turn not actually taking place until WrestleMania. Is probably the enticing thing, uh, the one that the the part that entices me the most. Whereas I kind of turn Hogan heel on Lex Luger at Survivor Series and ride that wave and end their story at Royal Rumble, also starting a will they won't they story between Brett and Owen, and then having the heel Hogan force the brothers to fight each other in the opening match at WrestleMania. And then Brett overcomes well, Hogan.
0: Well, here's here's the thing I I, I like about the possibility there with because if we go with Owen being there and do, you know realistically what we have to decide is uh, is a Hogan heel turn in 1994 a possibility is really what it came down to. Would Hogan be down for any of this? And I'm sure if Vince threw enough money at Hogan, he would do whatever was asked of him. Um,
1: well, I mean, this is what inspired this take it up to begin with. Is yes. the, po- the possibilities of Hogan not being down for something? So we're, th- well, we're yeah, correct. We're throwing we're throwing the whole that doesn't work for me, brother aspect out of it. This is our show, brother. Um, I just don't feel like Owen would have the
0: 1994 he would have without that match at WrestleMania. I don't think No no, but I, I feel like if we elevated Owen as a baby face, he could have had a bigger feud with like Shawn Michaels, maybe even Mr. Perfect, um, in ninety four. And rather than elevating Owen from really kinda out of nowhere to the main event um, we've elevated him as a baby face, and then he can do that stuff with Sean and, and even with like Jeff Jarrett and Razor Ramon, like there are a lot of possibilities for Owen in 94 where I don't think it would have hurt him necessarily in the long term. And then eventually we could have got around to Owen being the jealous brother storyline and still have that. Um, but uh, to me, that's the the aspect that I liked most about. What you're pitching is if we do the Hogan heel turn earlier and finish Hogan up at ten, we can still have Owen. Owen's because Owen's kind of on the fence. He's being the bratty little brother and he's being jealous, and and those are qualities that most people, you know, especially in the '90s, uh, would frown upon. You know, now if if Owen did that storyline, if they ran that same storyline now, they'd cheer Owen and boo Brett out of the building. Be like, yeah, you're right, Brett, you suck. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's why
1: that's why I thought going the angle of uh, you know, Owen wants the match but Bret doesn't want the match and then because business is business and they did the double elimination with the brothers, now Bret is forced to fight his brother by the company and the heel Hulk Hogan.
0: Yeah, correct. And, right. and I mean, but even still that's what ended up happening. Bret didn't take the match with Owen. He was forced into the match with Owen because he lost the coin toss. Yeah. So,
1: like, you know, dare I say Without the official he- heel turn, I don't think Owen Hart gets to be the King of Hearts. I I I don't I don't think he wins the King of the Ring without this angle. It's funny because no, I
0: I yeah I agree.
1: I feel like this is the first time we were at a respectful impasse and take it up with creative.
0: Correct, <laughs> and we are, but it it's it's because uh, I changed all of wrestling history, and you're still trying to respect wrestling history and save as much of it as you possibly can. Especially when, you know, next week, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be talking about our top 10 favorite WrestleMania matches. And I have a feeling we're going to be talking about Brad versus Owen. So, like, of, you know, the couple hundred WrestleMania matches there have been to this point, uh, that's in the top 10 most likely for, for both of us, let alone the, our, our official show top 10. So for me to be erasing that, we're erasing one of the best memories of our entire childhoods. You're arguing uh, my point. <laughs> yes, no, no, I, no. I'm, I'm arguing against your point in a way. It's like because yeah. I, I'm doing that, you don't like my, you don't want to go with my storyline. But at the same time, I feel like, um, ultimately, with my storyline, what we did was we actually created a lot of stars, got a lot of buzz, and I feel like we'd have a chance at. Uh, reigniting the interest in WWF um instead of having to wait for the attitude era. Because this yeah. is, let's be honest, this is a little more wrestling than Vince McMahon would be comfortable with. Uh, oh with yes. all the heels and the bullshit. But it's a little more like the Attitude Era where we had heels and we had run-ins, and we had fucked finishes and we had, you know, ref bumps and we had cheating heels. And and what's what's funny is a lot of the stuff that that um you know happened in the attitude era really was like old uh, territory wrestling style stuff. It just, it was faster. They hotshotted everything. And then there were weapons involved because ECW was a thing by that point. So like, <laughs> mm. yeah, yeah, we got a few more garbage matches and got away from what, you know, storytelling aspect of wrestling. So, but I, I feel like all the storytelling going on here um, is what makes it. and And I just think going forward, of course, you know, we'd like to get around to that Owen Hart heel turn and that feud with Brett. I just think we'd be delaying it a year is, yeah. is where I'm at. We'd be doing it probably... Actually, we'd be delaying it two years because instead of starting at, ni- at the end of 93 at Survivor Series, maybe we're doing that in 94, 95 Survivor Series time. Uh, you know, where, where Owen's starting to get tired of Brett's bullshit and, and he thinks he's just as talented as Brett and he's keeping him down because he's the champion again.
1: So, so with that logic, we're, we're erasing the very popular creative team moment of Owen Hart crying to his parents and getting them to throw in the <laughs> towel on behalf of Brett Hart versus Bob Backlund in 94. Cole, you're starting to piss me off.
0: <laughs> I know that's, that's the problem with rewriting. This is because 93 is really one of my favorite years and everything that Bret Hart did that year. Well, 94,
1: 94 is my yes. first year.
0: It, it, yeah. And yeah. The 94, there was so much great stuff. Um, with Brett and Owen that we don't want to lose. But at the same time, this realistically what we're doing today is the best possible way to build up to a Brett and Hogan match. Yeah. Uh, and even a feud. And, and like I said, basically, you know, if we go with your storyline. It's a one-off with Hogan, which is probably more realistic. Cause I think we could have talked Hogan into sticking around for WrestleMania 10. And in reality, uh, carrying Ford as a heel after that, maybe not so much. Um, He might've won in And, and, and if we went with, like, your your pitch where Hogan was the heel, after he lost at Mania, he could be gone for a while, and then he, we could even bring him back immediately as a babyface where something's going on and Hogan comes and saves Brett and shakes his hand and apologizes and does all that. And, you know, we have one nice, like, Brett and Hogan tag match where they beat all the bad guys and they hug, and Hogan and Brett pose together at the end of the show, and, and Hogan raises Brett's hand with the title and, and walks off. And uh, goes on to make movies or TV shows or be in WCW, whatever.
1: Or we can but, get the Brett Canada's best, better than USA. He'll turn right then and there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but see, that's an option, too, down the road. I think if we if, if Hogan could have hung in with the WWF, I, I think he would have had to turn heel. I, I, I don't think he You know, the fans were done with Red and Yellow, Hulkamania, Bullshit. So, because even when he went to WCW initially, it didn't make that big of an impact. And then when he turned heel, it just it set the whole business on fire. So I think if we did that at WrestleMania ten, uh, we would have set the business on fire just you know a few years earlier. So
1: I love it, and the, the this is why I love this is why I love taking up with creative because the possibilities are endless, you know. Uh, I think this would be like the first time ever, unless you want to hammer it home a little further that we actually have two angles, and I would like to hear our audience talk about this. I want to, I want to see yes. some comments. Like, absolutely. You know, I'm not saying yours is bad. I'm just saying that, man. I there's so much risking involved that I'm just not comfortable with, and you know, it's funny to talk about that when it comes to wrestling storylines. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but this is just this is my this is my this is my past, my childhood, and we're we're getting rid of so much of it. And for what? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> to make
0: but, Brett a bigger star than he was to the masses.
1: But, but honestly, hard what hard. am I really fighting for? My my storyline started <laughs> with Hulk Hogan skydiving and blowing up a helicopter.
0: <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to lose that. That's the one part I want to keep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's
1: the that's the one part. <laughs> hey, audience at home, tell us what you would do. Tell us up yes. our. Tell us if both of our storylines suck.
0: Yeah, if anyone else wants to chime in, please do. Follow us on the uh, Instagrams, uh, the Creative Team Pod. Find us on the Twitter and Facebook. It's a Creative Team Pod just about everywhere. So we're yes. not hard to find, ladies and gentlemen. It's a real simple search. Yeah, let us know what you think.
1: Yeah, like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. And boy, I, that's a great way to wrap up Heart Month. Just a unfinished debate. And that's really <laughs> that's really the essence of, of Bret Hart's career, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> yes. But never-ending debate. <laughs> let's talk about next month. Next month we're going to be on the fast track to WrestleMania, and we're calling this WrestleMania Month. And I'm going to run through the entire month. Are you Cole? Are you ready? And are you going to listen so that way you don't ask me ten times on the way?
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I was, I was like ninety-nine percent sure of what we were recording today, and uh, but I still asked you about an hour ago just to make sure that I didn't write four pages of notes for no reason.
1: <laughs> it's okay. It's never a bad day when you hit me up, but next week we're going to be discussing the top 10 Wrestlemania matches of all the times and then the following two weeks this is going to be great and I really hope that it's going to be two more shows just like this one because we're going to have two hot takes for matches that should have happened at a Wrestlemania and we're going to have the first take it up with creative of March Eddie Guerrero versus Shawn Michaels at Wrestlemania 22 that is probably my top three dream matches of all time How the hell are we going to get there? And what kind of crazy shenanigans? What is Eddie Guerrero going to blow up of Shawn Michaels on my (laughs) storyline?
0: Oh, no. It's got to be Shawn Michaels uh, with the the WrestleMania 12 entrance with a bazooka blowing up the (laughs) lowrider. Yeah.
1: Oh. Oh, God. We're writing it already. The next week. The week after that, ladies and gentlemen, WrestleMania 19. A lot of people said this match was supposed to happen. But Circumstances. Decisions, that doesn't work for me, brother. I don't want to retire like that. Shenanigans. Stone Cold Steve Austin versus the Immortal Hulk Hogan. More Hulk Hogan. Maybe he's gonna blow up his ATV. No, maybe.
0: Sorry, I, I sorry. News. I I just got the first picture of uh, my nephew. So.
1: Of the nephew.
0: Yes, the nephew.
1: Okay, so, I don't know what I, I don't know what I'm allowed to say.
0: Yes, so uh, this I'm gonna sign off now, and I may need a few minutes before we record the next episode. So, uh, looking forward to top ten WrestleMania matches of all time uh, for Ron Kilborn. I am your host, Cold Dawson, saying thank you. We love you, and good night. More.
1: I wasn't done finishing WrestleMania month.
0: Fuck you. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm gonna cry over here to myself then. So the next week, <laughs> you could have cut me off anytime, brother. <laughs> I know.
1: I wanted you to. I wanted you to actually finish that up and actually. <laughs> I wanted you to actually finish being a uh, selfish asshole and uh, only caring about only caring about important monumental things in your family and not this show. <laughs> oh. But after those take it up creative episodes, friends friends fans friends of fans 32 wrestlemanias will run the bracket we don't have a third man yet uh maybe one just got born today uh we'll we'll, we'll ask him but uh yeah for cole dawson this is ron Kilborn saying we love you good night mo Thanks for listening. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at Creative Team Pod or just the Creative Team on Facebook. Follow Cole Dawson on Twitter and Instagram at Cole2130 and follow yours truly on Instagram or Twitter at Ron for 4 yourlife Number four. We'll see you next week on another episode of The Creative Team.